want to welcome all of you to Mass tonight. It's been a beautiful day to begin the Lenten season, Ash Wednesday, and uh, for numerous reasons, a gift to gather us all in different ways. Some, I know, the, uh, at the 515 Mass, the back room is packed. There's a whole group. I mean, the place was like buzzing. And this morning, 7 a.m., who would think people would want to get up so many at 7 a.m.? Surprised, and many of them students, too, uh, that uh, we all get to gather together. But it reminded me that in many ways, there are numerous people who go home on weekends, and so you uh, aren't able to come. You don't celebrate Mass with us, and it's a blessing to see you and have you here. Others uh, have friends that maybe come on, on tonight or today, and so you're invited to come with them. Uh, if this is your first time here, definitely welcome and grateful to have you among us. Uh, be sure to know if you have any questions or need anything. There's many around that can help. You probably came with a friend who can help. Uh, and if you have any questions, certainly I'd love to meet all who uh, grace these doors. When I was uh, in this last weekend in New York for the encounter, uh, was at an event in which sort of people put on talks and presentations of different aspects of life and sort of the desire to look at all things through the eyes of faith. And one of the presentations that most struck me was on the James Webb Telescope. Now, I remember the Hubble Telescope, but... I haven't really dug into the James Webb, I knew the name, but space fascinates me. When the Dragon, right, was that what we called it, Dragon One? When Dragon One went up into the space atmosphere, whatever they do, I mean, I was watching it with like, I cannot believe this is happening. And to think that like, Musk and his people are like competing against Bezos and his people and then Virgin Galactic, Atlantic is his. Like you have three people competing to like go out, 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 out farther. And then one gets up into the atmosphere and they're like, oh, he didn't get far enough. Are you freaking kidding me? Like right now there are people up in a space station in Earth, you know, out, out. I'd be like, what if the thing gets off track? I mean, what if you, what if it just like, you ever think about that? What if it just like goes somewhere? <laughs> I mean, like, how do they know how to control the thing? Right? Who would ever think that the worst thing we'd be worried about by sending a thing up into space and putting people in it is that the people who send it up there might go to war? <laughs> the thing that the thing actually working isn't what their worry is. I mean, it's amazing what we can do. Amazing. They first started this presentation by showing the photographs from the Hubble telescope. And I was imagining that there was a day when people were seeing these pictures of space, and they were filled with wonder, like, I can't believe we can see this. The people who put all of the God-gifted energy in and intelligence and collected all that had come down over the ages to them, that they were able to put this thing up into space and to be able to collect this information. What, what incredible experiences they must have had seeing these photographs come back from this telescope. So they put those up. And then they put up 
the just first photographs they got of the James Webb. And you look at the other one and it's like, well, that's kind of terrible. What we can see is incredible today. How far we can see the expanse with which we can go out. And then they talked about how they take the photographs and how they know what it looks like and how they know what's happening. And they began to talk about the light, that actually what we're seeing is actually not like now, it's his, like it happened in the past, right? I, I don't, I'm like, this is blowing my mind. And they're like, well, the only thing we're seeing is we're seeing light that comes from the past and then those things happen and then we're looking back so many light years and I'm thinking, what are we talking about? And then they're saying you had to go with infrared light because that allowed them to see at a frequency. And they're seeing like the edges of things being born. I mean, I'm from the age when I grew up, there were eight planets in our solar system. And I don't know what they teach you guys now, but I guess the rumor is there's only, or there, that there were nine and then there were eight again. I mean, the poor guy that was number nine. They showed our solar system. And then they showed this expanding vision with five thousand planets they now know exist around other stars. The lady said, I shouldn't have went to school. I shouldn't be, have studied to be a space scientist or something. Or no, a planetary scientist. She said, I should have went to school to be a galactic scientist. Because now what she's looking at aren't planets and things. They're galaxies. And the galaxies are so big that light bends around them. And she's pointing out all these things. And I'm thinking, I don't even know how to conceive of such incredible wonder. And she said that while there are 5,000 planets, and while all of this is now visible, that the solar system we live in is still unique among all the others. An expansion. That could one make one feel like what was there was insignificant, like the photograph, actually can make us feel even more preferred. Because amongst that solar system that's different than any other solar systems is a planet that's different than any of the planets. And of this planet, there is one creation that is different than anything else created. Because it contains a creature that can conceive and develop a telescope to turn back and look with one. a certain point in history God wanted to do something 
totally unique. And so he recognized that that creature which was the pinnacle of everything created had lost its way back home. And so he sent himself through his son. In that journey, you were created. In all of this expansiveness, nothing is the same wondrous creature as you. None of what exists or ever will, for as far as they will be able to see, nothing will live eternally but you. And when you look in the mirror into your eyes, you see something even more mysterious than the stars in the sky. Because you have an eternal reward, a destiny that all of creation does not. We come to this season of Lent not to have practices become ends in themselves. Not, as the gospel says, to become people that we can place ourselves uh, in ways that show people that what, what we're able to do. We come here to witness that there is a God who loves you. We come here to create within the uniqueness of our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls an expansion not an expansion that ends up leading us further from ourselves, but an expansion that allows Jesus Christ to fill more of ourselves so that we understand who we are. We pray that we might have a more deeply rooted encounter with the Lord. We fast that we might learn to detach from all of the stuff that holds us and turns us in. And we give alms that we might learn that others are in need of things that we are not. But no matter what it is that anyone has in the world, everyone is in need of one thing, salvation. That word might carry with it all kinds of ideas, but I haven't met one student at the University of South Dakota that doesn't want more peace in their life. I haven't met one person at the muck that isn't looking for the purpose with which they are here. I haven't met anyone that is in difficulties that wouldn't wish they were out of them. I haven't met anyone who encountered a people of joy that didn't have some jealousy because they wanted to. Scripture says, what is good and true and beautiful and lovely, think on these things. And the God of peace will be with you.
Salvation will be ours one day in Jesus Christ. But the doorway is here. It's in your heart. It's in your eyes. It's in your body and in your soul. The place where God dwells. And you sense in a way that you are made for something more than what you can get right here. I'm grateful, very grateful to see you, to see some of you that I've gotten to know so well over the last uh, semester or months or however. I'm grateful to see new faces that I don't know or haven't been able to meet. I don't know what uh, the next day, the month, the year, the life is for any of us. But what I do know is all of humanity will keep reaching to see more. We will never stop wanting to see even further than we do right now. And I am fascinated to see what happens before I die. But it's only really fascinating because I already know that when I die, I have something that I need. And in heaven there won't be telescopes. But there will be your eyes. And his. I pray that in this time of Lent, God might surprise you. I pray that you might look in a mirror one morning having forgotten what I said tonight, and see a light that makes you stop for a moment and think, did that come from me?